Uh, I gotta get my camera. I can hear you. One second. Can you hear me yet? You should be able to hear me now. Let me let me fix my hair gonna say your hair is getting long he had like that sexy lock falling down and he wants to fix it he can't hear me right now he's putting it back up with a clip there you go get it out of your ears there's just so so much of it dude. there's a lot man wow when was the last time you got a haircut have you done any maintenance? Cu- oh, have you done any maintenance? Have you done any maintenance cuts, or is this just full wild no, no, growth? No. Plenty of maintenance cuts. Okay, uh, I would say that I stopped doing maintenance cuts two months ago. Oh, and I should probably go back for another one. Just, I mean, I'm not like the world's. I'm not like the record holder for the world's most split ends or anything like that. But like, I have a couple. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the nature of the beast with long hair. Um, There's a little bit of unruliness. Yeah. I I had long hair in high school. Uh, longer than that. It was about... For real? Yeah, like a little under the ears. Um, Though that's definitely where mine... Oh, mine is past that. Did, did you not see it just now? Well, I mean, it was kind of like... It kind of hit under the ears and then kind of went back to maybe like about... Like it would hit, it would hit below the collar of my shirt. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm. Um, now that I'm like at this phase, actually, where I can have some hair back there, uh-huh. and like pull it back. There are other strands that don't, that don't, you know, make the finish line. Mm-hmm. Now I like want it more than ever. Now I want to put like a bunch of it back there, and so um, you want the other strands to know. catch up. Is what you're saying? I just want to be able to put it all back. Yeah, I want to put it all back. At a certain, which is weird because it was actually a, a look that I wasn't thinking I would be interested in. Yeah, like solid snake. In exactly, or, which one? In, the ones where he has the ponytail. I think actually maybe that's just Big Boss. Um, we don't need to get into Middle Gear Solid minutia. Let's just leave it all completely alone. Yeah, never for mind. The purpose of this podcast, let's just never touch that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, yeah, you know the ponytail. You're like we're talking ponytail, like high pony. Uh, it'll be like a high pony eventually. Yeah. But I like these clips. You know. Oh, okay. I like these single clips, and I like it when they're vertical. Don't take it out because you just did the work. But are they like decorative? They looked a little decorative. Yeah, this one's kind of got like a tie-dye thing going on. Oh, kind of like a nice. like like a sort of a pastels pink, yellow, green kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. That's that's great. It really goes with my look when I wear my new sunglasses. Have you seen those? Uh the pointy ones? The cat the cat uh, they're a little like the cat eye looking ones almost. They're yeah, they're kind of cat eye. Yeah. They've got kind of like a teal thing. I think it's teal. I feel like I've missed teal like the last couple times I've shot for it. They're just like completely fucking missed it. Um, 
Well, teal's a hard one, and everyone's always said that I'm like wrong when it comes to greens, and I think everybody else is wrong. You know, people have people. I, I like I like an exotic green, and uh, but more more when it comes to like decorating. Mm-hmm. Um, usually in turn, I like a nice like a rich. Oh, please go on. Well, you I mean usually in in apparel, I'm gonna go, you know, a nice hunter or forest green. Uh, yeah, that's right. Like this. Actually. I have a I have a dark I have a dark teal shirt that I bought from uh, this company in Australia, and it took like fucking forever to get here, and then it got here, and it's just a little too tight. Uh, so, but I was like, I'm not gonna fucking return it because it took three months to get here. Clothes becoming too tight is like a thing that I have developed like general anxiety about. Um, and I pull half a dozen shirts, pants, uh, out of the, out of the dryer after like five minutes or so to make sure to get that initial wrinkle out yeah. the sort of, uh, the washer wrinkle, uh, we'll call it. Oh, and then, uh, check this out there. You got cats. There's a cat in the room. There's a cat in the room. That's Lou. Um, Sweet Lou. Lou. You know, um, we don't have to get too into it, but it's this is a return to form. You know, there there's a cat in the room yeah. while we're recording the podcast. Yeah, it is a nice return to form. It, it feels good, Chef. I, I have to say, here's the other. Here's here's Eddie Money. Oh, look at they're beautiful. I'm extremely ha- and they're best friends. I'm extremely happy they're- for you guys and the cats. Is it going well? Thank you, Chef. It's going well. It's going well uh, with no little effort from our side. Uh, they literally have us fucking wrapped around <laughs> their fingers, their little cat paws. They are uh, very high energy. Lou is like eight to nine months, so he's like a teenager, and he's just like pushing. He's just pushing the envelope, right? Like as just a a, a way of being. Yeah. And then his uh, his his brother who actually we don't know over they're actually brothers they have very similar colorings which is why we think they might be brothers um but they're not from the same litter we know that because he's two years older or he's a year and a few months older eddie's a little older so but it's just like like come on oh man you know so it's been it's been really wonderful. It's been extremely rewarding. We're doing a lot of learning. Right? We're taking it very seriously. Education around um, providing a just the activities and the territory and the things to be owned and the attention that like two cats need. Yeah. And I feel like my education when I just had Max was just like nowhere near what I know now about cat behavior, cat na- nature, um, that kind of thing. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of uh, Jackson Galaxy. He's like, yeah. Do you know about, do you know about Jackson I'm a, Galaxy? I'm aware of Jackson Galaxy, yeah. The cat daddy. Is that what they call uh, him? He's the man. He wrote He wrote the book. He's sort of the the cat counterpart to uh, Cesar Milan. That's correct. That's correct. He is the uh, cat behaviorist, whereas a Cesar is, uh, is sort of a, a dog whisperer. Uh, very different vibes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Jackson Galaxy actually was like like kind of a, he was kind of like a bad boy. He was, you might not, you can't, maybe not tell looking at him. How is he a bad but boy? He's a, he's, in, he's, he's a recovered alcoholic and drug addict basically was just like i didn't really have one thing a lot of drug addicts have just one thing it was really for me to sort of get and i just did as much as i could get (laughs) and i did it as often as i could get it i think that's a fairly common other other for drug addicts (laughs) that's that's definitely a fairly common style of drug addict i think i apologize to the drug addicts for not not knowing their ways we apologize to that's disrespectful that I didn't know that. But anyways, to me, it's, you know, he's kind of on just like a, he's just on a, on a, on a and, and he got a job at a shelter. He's like, 
thought it was going to be really low effort and he could just be a drum music and his life drink, you know, as many drinks as he could pay for. And anyways, he just kind of like realized that uh, he was just like accountable to them. Like the cats that it were in the shelter, and it was just like it—it it, it was something about the, I don't know, maybe it's because they were non-judgmental, or I'm not sure what it was, but it just kind of shook him out of his shit. And he's like, I can't like black out at work, I can't spy on my watch, or like you know, like I can't really do that. So I don't know, they just kind of whipped his ass into shape, which is what cats tend to do. Like again, if you have cats. I mean, you could be, like, a shitty cat owner, I guess, and get clawed up and shit everywhere and all that stuff and, like, live your life that way. That's fine. But if you want to, like, maintain order, you have to respect the cat. Jackson Galaxy, this is maybe, this is, like, the, the top who rescued who story of all time. Yeah. Yeah, his own origin story is what's so inspiring to the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> we are his faithful followers. I would do things for that man. If he started like a Nexium style cult forever, I'd probably be mad. Like I, I, I like I like learned like I'm like learning all this shit and like calling people up and being like, hey, what are, are you doing this with your cats? Like a total like, asshole. <laughs> like hey, I just learned this yesterday. I'm wondering if you have an hour or two we can talk on the phone. <laughs> so I've got some knowledge for you. I'm really disappointing myself in, in how quickly I've converted, but uh, I mean, he seems to be—he seems to be preaching the gospel. Uh, I'm putting his teachings into practice, and I'm seeing the results really quickly. So, yeah, like I said, if you want to come by my Herbalife uh, store for later, hook you up with a couple boxes. Well, but what have you been up to? That's 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 what I've been up to. I mean, I've been busy with that. With cats. Oh yeah, Andrea and I are like. I mean, you gotta play with them. Yeah, it, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a part-time job. Yeah, especially early going. That's what it's. Yeah. How long has it been? A couple weeks, three weeks. It's been a week and a half. Oh shit. So it's real. It, it's real new. Like actually, Andrea just the other day was sitting in my office while I was taking a break and chatting, and Lou jumped up on her lap, and that was the very first time that any of them had been done the last cat they've done the like crawl of the bed and curdle, like cuddle next to you actually they do that pretty much every night but, like never like on the chest and never like on the lap so, so I mean they're obviously trusting they're building we're building trust with them but it's new it's still new. I'm, I'm glad it's going well I'm sure with your uh, determined and loving, oh, yeah. and loving outlook. Yeah, for me, it's a bit of a, I mean, you can call it a project, I guess. It kind of is, except for it doesn't really end. But it, it's, it is, it is, we were presented with obstacles and challenges in their behavior. Uh, and, like, I visited Petco, like, six or seven times in as many days. Uh, a really lovely cat tree in our sunroom. We have a couple litter boxes. Uh, we have scratching posts. We bought up a bunch of toys. We have structured playtime that goes right into mealtime. We've been grooming them daily. Two litters twice a day. So it's all just like, like don't resist it. Like, you know, like, adapt. Quick. Here's the structure, and then here's, like, the accommodating their nature. Like, they do this thing where they, like, cats, for cats, playtime is, like, prey, right? It's a, it's, a, it's a drive for play, but it's also a drive to hunt. And cats themselves, when they're in the wild, right, the wild cat, the raw cat, yeah, is right in the middle of the food chain. So it's always on a hunt, and it's always, its head is on a swivel. So... They do this thing where, as a result of their confidence, which can come from territory, typically just comfort, like around ownership of, of a piece of the plot, and just, you know, a general sense of safety, 
they can either be more dominant towards being in that hunter mode or they could be more submissive, passive, and be in that prey mode a little bit more. And when one of them is in the prey mode, the other one, the thing that switches on in their brain to make them go into hunter mode, it happens. You can actually watch it happen. Like so their, their, their faces change. Their body language changes completely. And I mean, then they do the thing that's really obvious. They start wiggling their butts and then they're going to go on the prowl. Yeah. But like, the way that it switches and the way that you kind of have to shore up their the confidence of the one being a little bit more prey-oriented and maybe kind of try to work with the energy and get some of that energy out of the one who's tending towards a little bit more like being a predator. It's like a work, it's a job. It's like you actually have to analyze and evaluate and like address on, a, on, on an ongoing basis kind of this dynamic, lest, you know, they get too aggressive with each other because they tend to go in that direction. Now, it helps to give them each you know, their own litter box and make sure that they both have a territory that they can call their own. Um, safe places, um, you know, just doing the right things, basically, to sort of maintain harmony and keep them both confident. I mean, it's like, I don't know, again, it sounds like I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, because I am, but it seems to be working, the things that we're doing with that outlook, with that framework. Yeah, the, the Kool-Aid is, is drunk, and, oh, yes, and metabolized. Oh, I've destroyed my YouTube algorithm. <laughs> it's horrendous. Uh, yeah, but it's okay. it's interesting. Like I've never, I never really watched that much YouTube, so I don't really have an algorithm. Um, love the YouTube chef. I know you do. I know it's very popular, and many people love YouTube. But uh, I don't know. I just never really <laughs> got it. I just never really got that into it. YouTube is so popular. I've, it's like, that's my understanding is that it's extremely popular. So what have you been doing? I know you were out in Colorado. I was. I just got back from Denver yesterday, um, visiting friend of the show, Big Bruiser Dope Boy. Cool. Uh, who was, Very cool. Who was, how's, how's Ben? Who was out there uh, also visiting some friends and was like, hey, man, I'm going to be in Denver. Come out. Um so I did. Ben's good. Um, but we, I had never really been, I've been to Colorado like many times, but I've never really been to Denver. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, yeah, Denver's great. Well, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like it. It's got challenges, but what city doesn't, you know, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, we really didn't do anything like super remarkable other than just like hang out and, eat food and shit but yeah it was good to see ben um and it was like it was it was hot it was like 95 98 yeah and then but it was like god i was like it's so much a reprieve from here like <laughs> even at that hot yeah what's what's the temperature there right now uh i mean right now it's still over 100 degrees that should be illegal it should be illegal Hold on, I'm gonna close the door a little bit. Okay. It's okay, buddy. I left a crack open for you. He's got his paw against the wall. He's kind of sleeping. He's kind of sleeping against his paw like a pillow. Oh. Now that's cute. I gotta take a picture of this one. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. This past month or so, I've been pretty transient. Um, I really have not spent more than like a couple nights in a row in my apartment. And so I was in New York. Well, I was like, I was working. I was in New York. I got back from New York and I kind of I came or I went to, I don't remember the exact, exact time. But a couple weeks ago, I was just like, my mom's in Italy. Uh, so I was, I'm kind of like half house sitting. So I just like came out here right. and like chilled, got in the pool um, for like a week. Uh, 
You got in the pool for one week. Well, yeah, yeah, every day. That's awesome. It was nice. Um, then I went to work. Then I went to Denver. Now I'm here. Now I'm back. I spent the night at my apartment last night. I'm back out at my mom's house right now. Tomorrow I'm going to Houston for work. Um, it's been good to stay at my mom's house because it's been so fucking hot and the insulation in my apartment is just ass as we've talked about before. Right. So you just get your ass torn a new one whenever there's weather, whenever there's any weather about. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is like the hottest summer that I can remember. Jesus. Uh, well, my understanding from the science is that they're just going to, they're just going to get worse. They're just going to keep getting hot, hotter. So I might have to find a more insulated apartment um, <laughs> down, the, down the line. You could but, hang some blankets on the walls. Uh, I'm not really sure how insulation works, I guess, now that I think about it. I don't... Um, well, the problem with that apartment is that all the exterior facing walls, you know, the one that's like not facing the other unit, they're all... It's all windows. It's literally all windows. Yeah. Yeah, so you just get roasted. I mean, do you have good blinds? Do you keep them drawn? Does it yeah, help? Yeah, I keep them closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep the door to the front room closed. I bought. I got a. Um, I got a standalone AC unit, like one of the ones that's kind of like on the wheels that sits on the floor. So that mm-hmm. that has been helping. Uh, that was pretty sick because I got it for for free because I used my uh, credit card points on it, which I had amassed quite a few uh, via the Verbo scam. Uh, you know, thousands of dollars worth of points, which is great. That's awesome. Um, you fucking milked that thing for all it was worth. I did. It's unfortunately over now, but, um, you know, I think it was a very successful scam. I got that AC unit out of it and about $2,000. So That's amazing. I would love to get a, a $2,000 scam going Yeah. Um, with a new employer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, like, thank you so much for the job. Yeah. Like, can I steal some money? Can I'm gonna steal some money from you guys. It's a victimless crime. It is. It's um. You know who is it? A publicly owned company. I'll be honest. I'm not sure. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. I don't. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever applied for a job where I wasn't able to answer that question, but. Uh, I mean, to each his own. I really don't. I I, I, I don't, don't. I don't care, care if a you company's private I mean, that's, or that's okay. private yeah. or public. I really don't care. It's that's okay. It's I mean, it's fine. Probably public. I would assume. Uh, it sounds like it's none of your business. It's not really like it's public. It's private. I don't, it's, not, it's I don't, none of my business. I don't care. <laughs> I'll tell you whose business it's not. Mine. Do the uh, do the does the direct deposit hit? Cool. Don't. Could not care less. They've got a relationship with a bank. That's it's, it's good. That's all I'm asking. You know, um, the yeah. Did I tell you why the scam ended? Um, no. So I was. I think. Mind mind you, this I was not doing anything that was like outside the realm of you froze and now you're just back uh, yeah same for you <laughs> yeah i think that's how it works <laughs> did you know that canada was like offline uh for like a two, at least a day i saw something about that but i didn't really investigate it a whole lot um, just because again, and I'm sorry, I think there are like maybe a handful of Canadians that listen to this occasionally. I just really didn't care. I, I, care. I didn't really care. <laughs> it didn't, <laughs> it didn't, it didn't really just, affect, it didn't, af- obviously it didn't affect me at, like at all. Um, no, it wouldn't at all. Yeah. So, um, I was aware that it, it ha- really just, I was aware that it happened, but, uh, 
yeah, like the whole country went down. And then the question is like, so how did I get it back up? <laughs> like, like I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like my boss contacts me through the internet. Oh yeah. Well, that, I forgot you work for a Canadian company. So that affected you quite a bit. I would imagine. Well, I, that's just an example. I mean, your boss connects you connects to you through the internet as well. True. Right? Yeah, like yeah. you're using iMessage or something probably. We mostly um, call and text. I think I could be wrong. I think it was, was it cellular? I don't know. I'm actually interested that there wasn't like a huge write-up about it because it's like, uh, I think people would be interested to know how that comes back on if it goes offline. I, it would probably be interesting to know how it, how it happened like and how it, I how they fixed it. Be, I would like to know, you know, Maybe they'll write a book about it. That's something that I think you could write a book about. Yeah, probably. So, the Verbo scam, it came to an end. It came to an end um, because this was kind of like a... uh, I wasn't exactly clear on whether this was like personally about me or like a company-wide thing. I think it was like a company-wide thing. So they, they wanted to like, they wanted to like. Uh, a memo went out about Verbo scams. No. <laughs> so Doke is doing this Verbo scam and uh, none of you guys can do that. No, no, no. They can't, they can't name you, but they're just like, it's come to our attention that there are some Verbo scams. And. But anyway. Um, okay, go on. So things are a little bit tighter in the company right now because patient the patient census has been dropping meaning there's not as many patients for us to take care of this there's not as much money oh there's not as much money to make um so not as much blood out there there's not as much blood out there so they wanted to kind of take a harder look at how the part-time employees uh were being used and spending money and stuff like that um because the full-time employees are salaried, the part-time are obviously hourly, and many of the part-time employees travel uh, to various places. So there's a, an additional cost, you know, related with like ex- expenses that you don't have with a full-time employee because presumably they live in the city where they're working full-time. I do not I do not live in the city where I work. Right. Um and so they were like, yeah, um, now all the, like the expense reports were previously going like straight through my, like to my direct boss, uh-huh. my direct supervisor. But then after this happened and he told me that I was, he said that he said that I was the most expensive employee. And I don't know if that meant like in, in our little group. Which I think it, or like in the org or in the organization. Um, I think it just meant in like our group because everybody else lives in Houston. One one other guy doesn't, but or a couple other guys don't. But yeah, um, so it's just. But I had been go- and I had been working like a lot that month, so I was going back and forth a lot. Yeah. Um, and it also may have been like not necessarily most like number one on the list, but just sort of the way that someone's like. I mean, it could be, it could have been hyperbole, basically, as well. You were like the most expensive it, employee, man. It, well, I mean, if he was just referring to our group, there's only nine of us, so I, I yeah. definitely was. <laughs> like, I definitely, oh, okay. I definitely was. If he was just referring to that, if he was like okay. referring okay. to like the entire uh, perfusion services line, uh, I would be surprised. But anyway. Um, now, after this this uh, crackdown has been happening, now all the part-time employees' expense reports go to literally the vice president of the service, like of Perfusion Services, and she's reviewing them all. And Crackdown. Yeah. So I sent about $2,500 of expenses to her. Over, that was like two trips. And uh, the the vast majority of that being uh, tied up in the Verbo scam for lodging for lodging 
and uh and i was talking to my boss and he was like yeah uh you're probably gonna have to stop using verbo because uh the the vice president just doesn't like it like she doesn't really get what it is and i was like okay that's fine i'll figure out other things you could go to uh days in is a good one yeah um for some reason i like the days in well so i mean like i was the i was expensive but i did i didn't do anything that was outside of the travel policy like it was under the allowances no you know no you're you're really you're you were you were within uh I was within parameters the, at the or at the time and now those parameters have changed those parameters have changed yes and you will adapt you are humans are masters of adapt well, of, yeah. of adapting it's like hey you can't stay at verbo anymore and i'll be like well f- fuck you i'm quitting Scams are scams are out of scope now. And you're yeah. like, all right, well, all right. I guess my scamming days are over. I'm done. I mean, I can, I'm, I, I can do that. I mean, I'm I'm I got a taste, and I got to say, I'm loving it. Um, so I'm definitely. I bet you do. I'm definitely on. I bet you I'm do. I'm definitely on the lookout for more. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to do anything illegal. Uh, what's better than ill-gotten gains? Like nothing. It feels great. Like. It feels, it felt, it felt great. Yeah. So a pretty successful scam, two grand and an air conditioner, you know, I really, I, I can't complain at all. all. How's the air conditioner? Is it a wall unit or is it one of these rolling things? No, it's one of the rolling ones. That's sick. I'm, so I, I, I have like, it. I like that class of, uh, home, uh, apl- small consumer electronics, small, small to medium consumer electronics. Um, I have a really great, like, sit it on the floor air purifier, mm-hmm. and I want another one. So I like. I want one I in like every one, room. I got the one on wheels, you know, so I can have it in the living room when I'm in yeah. there and I'm up doing stuff during the day. And I can take it, roll it to the bedroom at night, keep the bedroom nice yeah. and cool. That's um, fucking excellent. We're gonna see what it does to my electric bill. Uh, and it's not going to be good, right. but, um, right. you know, to not die of heat stroke in your own home, pretty important. I think is like a good, I'm willing to pay some money for that. So I'm uh, also a little curious. So what we're doing is, uh, we're putting oh, one second. <laughs> wow. Bless you. That's kind of a bear. That's the first time I've sneezed on Mike in a really long time because I was just too far away from the the control here. Oh well, that's okay. At work, I mute myself when I'm going to sneeze. That's like that's a that's, that's a professional. That's a my that's, that's a, my personal life. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, at work, that's like a professional thing. Here, yeah, we take it seriously, crazy. but we don't. You know, I'll we'll leave it in. Yeah. For transparency. Um. I, I so I keep the um so litter right ha, uh, frequently has dust. Mm, that makes sense. And it's you know, it's concerning. Um, I used a lot of li- uh, 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 clay-based litter with Max. Okay. And there were occasions where, like, the whole that part of the kitchen was just covered in a thin film of. Of mm, dust and yeah. it, it's fucking disgusting. Yeah, that gets grody. I mean, you know, you like pick up a pot, and you 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 rinse it out before using it. So it was never, uh, in, in my eyes, like a, a health hazard from that perspective. But like, there's dust in the fucking air, and mm. we're breathing it. And like Max had to breathe it. And I think we're. I'm at the point where I'm trying. To, you know, like uh, like th- the things that ended up. That could have led to a respiratory problem, and that's what he died of. And so I'm trying to kind of be honest with myself, but also not beat myself up. And also, that's probably not what ended up killing him, and it wouldn't have happened that fast. Like it, what he he just got taken out of the equation so quickly. And like if that yeah. was the thing, it would have been gradual. We would have seen symptoms, but instead he had like a vet visit like a week earlier, and it was a clean bill of health. So yeah. Also, I think if that was like an issue with that product, that company would not be in business. Well, you'd like to think that, man, but it's like, it, yeah, it, 
hopefully, right? Hopefully that's the case. It's neither here nor there. The fact is that I'm trying to hold two thoughts in my head. One, I didn't kill Max, but two, there are things that I didn't do with Max that I could do with my new cats uh, to uh, just make the situation better. Yeah. And we're putting an air purifier right next to the litter. So basically when they kick and they bury, or if I'm scooping, a little bit of dust comes up into the air. And then if the purifier thinks that it's merited, basically, it'll kick kick on. on. It's got a sensor. And oftentimes it actually doesn't do anything. So even the so, which makes me think again that I was I'm overreacting when I have that thought about Max. But um, it you know, uh, when something happens to uh, something, somebody, a thing that you're uh, a, a creature that you're caring for, at least I did a lot of beating myself up. Anyways, so the air purifier I we keep plugged in full time, and it's usually running on that low setting. But again, the sensor's on, so it's on auto, so it will kick into high gear if it needs to. Um, but I just wonder what like that low, like if I fart or something, like it'll like, <laughs> it's awesome. It'll get like the light will go red. <laughs> it'll start making a ton of noise. It's very funny. Uh, like that will happen. Like if you fart in the room, you wait like a few seconds. Okay. So that's, it's very funny. Um, but, uh, but I'm going to plug this, I'm keeping this thing plugged in and I'm just interested to see how much power it draws just in like chillin mode yeah how much like how much is going to add to the electric bill you mean yeah 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 and i'm also i'm not doing um i'm not doing budget billing yet so you know oh is is that the one where you like pay the same monthly yeah okay because i finally have kind of like a nest egg i haven't had one for years and i do now and so I don't really, I mean, I don't really worry about the dollars going in and out on a monthly basis. I'm very fortunate to be able to say that. I've never had that kind of um, stability before, and I have it mm-hmm. now. And so it's kind of nice to not have to worry about. Yeah, one bill fucking you. Yeah, I have to go to Chase and beg for my $32 back or whatever it yeah. is. <laughs> $34, I think it was, the last time I got an overage uh just crazy as fuck so anyways yeah i i think it's sick that you've got that that air conditioner and that you could just go room to room with it i mean that's fucking awesome it's it's in nice a lot of ways it's better than a window unit it's easy to move it's not that big like it's it looks ugly obviously but, yeah but uh, in kind of like a cool way i mean i uh, send me a picture will you uh yeah i actually took a picture of it uh this morning to <laughs> To send to, um, for like an Amazon link. To send taking selfies with it. Yeah, to send to my brother-in-law because I've been telling him I was like, yeah, I need to get a fucking air conditioner. And then he was like, check out this Prime Day deal, dude. And I was like, I got it. Prime Day. And but then oh, I kind of like that. Uh, but then also, he also sent me a link to an ice maker, <laughs> like an ice machine, which we were discussing before. Uh, I haven't I haven't purchased the ice machine. I'm dead set on pellet ice, but the pellet ice ones are like four hundred bucks. So <laughs> it's so funny that people are getting into like gourmet ice right now, like nice ice. Are people into it? I've always been into ice. Uh, somebody, somebody, I saw something from somebody else the other day that was like i i need this ice maker it was on twitter it was somebody else in the circle i I can't remember who it was but my buddy actually um my buddy ross donnan his dad was kind of a serial entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and one of his things that yielded quite a bit of uh sales for him was he like invented gourmet ice fuck like this guy's like my nice he- like, like this guy is my like hero. nice ice that you sell to like nice places so like we ta- we're like we're talking I like he had uh, a patent on it we're talking like you know insufferable cocktail bar which has the big ice sphere like that kind of gourmet ice a hundred percent and right. but instead of contemporary think about it back in the 80s so really insufferable if he's like inventing different types of ice, 
I'm like, I'm all there for it because I love different types of ice. I'm not, I'm not block sod ice, block sod ice here. I have a Chicago Tribune article about it. Let me see if I can pull it up on my phone without getting the fucking getting the block. So he's doing like, like, um, like artisan ice, handcrafted ice. Check this out. Among his biggest projects were advert, but the work for which he was known for was his 1986 liaison with the Lang Ice Co. on the south side. Then one of only two ice houses in the country that cut cubes from ice blocks, an old-fashioned and increasingly inefficient way of making ice. Lang had considered shutting the operation down in favor of faster, cheaper, frozen-in-the-mold ice. Mr. Donnan suggested marketing the block sod ice as gourmet ice instead. John had come up with this idea for a five-pound bag that he put inside a cardboard box, said Lang Ice Co. plant manager Andy Lang. Blocks on cube ice that really just needed a a marketing makeover by the sound of it and he was it worked so they're selling it to like some money so they're selling it to like hotels and restaurants and shit yeah the four seasons the drake damn the double tree is the double tree the sheraton that's the that's the thing about getting rich is it just takes one stupid idea Right. And I have so many stupid ideas, but none of them involve making money. Are you like, if you had the idea and you knew it, would you put in the work or would you just be like, that's just not me though. Mm. It is definitely not me, but for the right, like if I was really like, yo, this is it. I would put in the work. Yeah. See, I think if it's ever going to happen for me, and uh, me and my brother-in-law have talked about this a lot, is because we both work in healthcare. It's like, it would happen in healthcare. You just have to think of like, oh, here's this one little stupid piece of plastic. Mm-hmm. And it's going to make it's gonna make somebody's job easier, or it's going to make this process cheaper, and you're mm-hmm. good. And... um the great thing about that is that we know we there's a we have a a, fr- a friend a family friend whose business is medical patenting. So so you're good to go. So I it, mean because we're literally like we're like yo if we they if give we you have a freebie. No, he wouldn't give us a freebie. He's a business. <laughs> he's a businessman. You'd have um, to go to the bank. Yeah, he wouldn't give us a freebie, but he would definitely uh, a consult a consultation. No, I mean like they like design and you know they do they like they do like real, real sh- like it's a small firm like it's it's uh-huh. him and his son and and like a few employees but they do like real shit like they have they just got like a contract with like the army like oh yeah like they're they're they know how to like actually like get it get it into production and everything. Um, oh okay, so it's not just the patent they have manufacturing. No, they don't have manufacturing. I mean, like they know how to like work with manufacturers they don't have any yeah yeah, yeah. that's i mean know-how yeah like they say on shark tank now is that is that ever going to happen probably not um i mean they have like really really big companies that that are thinking about all this stuff all the time yeah i have a client that does that and they're our biggest client at my company (laughs) so just like Uh, think about what that means yeah uh, one um, of one of Josh's ideas was, um, you know, you have to put on gloves every time you go into a room and you have to wash your hands every time you go into a room. One of his ideas was like, what if we ma- we made like gloves and there was like a packet of of like sanitizer in the gloves that you could just pop and then it's right there whenever you leave the room. And I'm like, that's not a good idea because... <laughs> It's not. It's not a good idea because they just have dis- dispensers right outside the door, and uh, 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 yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's accounted for. Yeah, they've got that one down. 
pretty well and probably at a cheaper cost than glove with with soap pouch in it i feel like i have artistic ideas that like i would get funded if i was already like a global well-known artist if i was like one of these <laughs> well, like yeah man like a, it's kind of who's the guy who's the chinese that's half the battle that's more who's than the, half the battle that's 90 percent of the battle what's that guy's name the Chinese A what? something. Oh, A Wei something. A Wei Wei. A Wei Wei. If I was like A Wei Wei, right? Yeah. And I was just like an installation. I think that's what I would do as I would do installations. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bro, if I was just Damien Hurst, but it'd be multimedia. I could have I mean, I would, like I would, so many projects so funded many if, I was cool. just Dam- if I was just Damien Hurst. It would be so easy. If I was A Wei Wei, I would keep the world dazzled. Uh, with yeah. with with different cool art stuff, and and I just think that like maybe I should just do maybe I should take the ideas that I can do and do them as if I've already yeah. made the big time. It's kind of like uh, you for know, my like, own entertainment. It's kind of like you know, like, like the else. the French couple that would just like wrap buildings or whatever. What what were their names? Oh yeah, I I never watched that doc. Who did that doc? I don't know. I was just going to say like that's a, that was like a self-perpetuating thing where like they did it whenever they did it and people were like, oh, it's kind of a cool idea. And then they just did it like 150 million times and it was not really, it's not really that cool of an idea to wrap something in plastic. It's kind of phenomenology, right? It's like the guy that did the Barack Obama poster. Ah, uh, uh, sure. Uh, Fer- Paris, Ferris, S- Scott, Shepard, Shepard, Ferry. Wow, Shepherd that was, was a weird. Just, did you hear Shepherd, that? Yeah, you got there though. I was. I, wow. I actually knew that one because I was like, yeah, because it's the it's the Obey guy. I just named a lot. Of, Scott Shepard was my uh, was sat next to me in 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 band playing trumpet. Also an astronaut. Oh, is it? No, wait, no, that was Alan Shepard. Never mind. Alan Shepard. Alan Partridge. Paris, Ferris, Scott. Anyways. Yeah, interesting um, association there, free association. But I just feel like I really want to like set up. I want to have like an art space so that I am at least somewhat um, enabled to like do anything that I come that I think of. Like right mm-hmm. now, I have like less than nothing to do stuff with. I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe it's just gear acquisition syndrome speaking. Right, it's just this idea, like, oh, I, I, I do this. If I had, I'll do this, but I just, I just need stuff to do it. It's like, nah, figure out how to do it with what you got. Like with music, really, I've got no excuse anymore. I've got a microphone, yeah. I've got an amplifier, I've got cords and cables, and I've got a key. I've got a couple keyboards. So there's really nothing preventing me from making some music if I wanted to. Yeah, there's, there's really not. You've got the recording software and the knowledge to use it. Yeah, um, but when it comes to when it comes to um, ideas for me for music, I or, yeah no <laughs> music's music's hard to do. It's like playing <laughs> with a metronome. It's like, I mean, I'm a, I'm many years away from practicing regularly and being able to play very consistently with a metronome. Yeah. Um, uh, part uh, of that is yeah. uh, so in my college my college years. Mm-hmm. I had the setup. I had instruments. I had mic, amp, mm-hmm. everything. And, but I don't really know how to play music, like from like a music mm-hmm. theory standpoint. I just do yeah. everything. I just do everything by ear. So I can't really like play with other people. Oh, okay. See, I could do that. So I, but I coming up with song structures very. I can't for me. But also, yeah, like on the very basic recording setup that I had, like you know, you just like play some drums and then you're listening yeah. to it you're listening to it in your headphones and trying to play a bass along with it you know it is tough and uh so that's why i started to to navigate to more abstract st- song structures <laughs> interesting <laughs> well, I, I didn't really have to do that um which was good because then i like wrote like you know i wrote a lot of the music for uh like video projects and stuff that I did. Is there a way for me to hear some of this music? Is it on Vimeo? Um, I got the MP3s. I can send it to you. 
why don't you send me some of those and I'll edit it into some podcast episodes. Sick. Okay. Would you like that? Would you be I okay would. with that? Yeah. There's some of them I'm not going to send you because they suck, but I'll send you the good ones. We we could. I, I've Actually, got a couple songs, not many, and I've uh, you know, but I could I could we could we could uh, we could score a few few episodes here in the third season or whatever season we're in now. I think we're in yeah. the third season, Chef. This is the third season, yeah. Uh, no, all told, it's probably. Uh, I mean, some of it's just like noodling, sort of sure, ex- experiment experimentation type stuff. All told, it's I don't know, an hour or an hour and a half worth of music. That's fantastic. I mean, I I still one day would love to do an album like a like a con a real conceptual start to finish execution on an idea as opposed to just noodling and loop making. I um, think I could. And like, that, it's just it's very diff it's very difficult. It's a completely different beast than being. In my opinion, it's all, it's like oh, it's it's a different beast to being musical. I feel like I've got that part down. But um, yeah, I definitely feel like I could uh, you know edit this stuff down down and like s- sequence. Not really edit it down. The songs are what they are. I don't really want to change them. Um, but just no. you know, take some out and sequence it, and you know, so that it's got so some some flow arc and to it. Something. I'm sure that there's a label out there that would put it out on cassette. Um, that's very cool. I think you should try to do that. I mean, that's kind of a dream that I've had and, for myself um, for a long time is that I'd love to have a cassette. It's definitely, it's definitely like cassette music. We don't want this to be on CD. We need a little fuzz. Yeah. It's supposed we need, to We be, need a little, we need a little fuzz on this shit. Yeah. No, I, I love that idea. Um, I think that as the world continues to deteriorate warm up i guess you could say and the empire the american empire continues to collapse i think one of the things we're going to see is a um a, a dramatic change to public life right and as a result i'm going to want to spend a lot more time just chilling <laughs> yeah and yeah and I just like wanna I wanna be less anxious about and sort of caged in with my own I'm doing it to myself, no one's doing it to me, but like I just I wanna feel more free to experiment with um with with art every, in every every medium you can imagine. Just like coming up with an idea and executing it and like working at it. It's not gonna be great the first time I do um let's say sculpting or whatever but i i want to be less afraid to try it and be comfortable with iterations of it and and i just think that i'm gonna have the time because i think it's gonna be too dangerous to like do stuff in public soon i mean like that's a little bit i don't i was like i don't know if i'm if i'm quite that extreme on it's going to be dangerous to do things in public soon but i mean not necessarily but i i think that we're gonna like see it, I don't know. I think it's going to impact the economy um, if it is continues to be kind of open season uh, for anybody who can get a gun. And I don't know. I'm thinking about the Highland Park thing recently. Like that was probably the closest one to home of mm, yeah of all of them. To be honest, I mean, although I think wasn't there one at N was there one at NEIU? Mm, there could have been, but I don't know off the top of my head it was either neiu or niu that there was a school shooting you know it's hard to keep track at this point but uh, it certainly is sir but anyways highland park seemed close to home i mean it was only 30 minutes i was only 30 minutes away from it at the time it happened which is obviously a world away but it's not that far away um and i mean it's a parade that i've been to Mm. I, i friends that grew up there i was calling and texting friends to make sure they were safe my parents were calling and texting friends Luckily, nobody that we knew uh, was injured or or, or 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 was even there actually. Um, but I mean, like I know those streets. Yeah. And, and and I'm not like trying to make it about me. I'm just saying, like I I I had a pause where I thought, like, oh, that's that that Highland Park is kind of one of those like if it could happen here, it could happen anywhere kind of towns. 
And mm-hmm. it, maybe it's happened in other towns where that's been the case, but I couldn't connect to it. And this one, I, I, I know that that's kind of the vibe that it's giving. You know, I grew up on the North Shore. The Highland Park Parade, in its context for what kind of town Highland Park is, is very similar to the parade that would have been that is hosted every year in Evanston. And it's like, I don't know, what more can we do, right? Those parks are filled with cops. Or I'm sorry, those parades are literally lined with cops. I mean, there are cops yeah. in the parade. Yeah, they're in the parade. I mean, the entire department would have been there because Highland Park doesn't have crime either. Like, it doesn't really have... Yeah. There's no violent crime in Highland Park. So it's like, you know, if there's a thing where the department's going to be there and be in the community, the whole department would be there. So it's just kind of interesting to think of like, okay, so what more can they do? They were there already in SWAT gear, which is pretty common now for just anything public or not necessarily SWAT gear, but like they had their shields. They would have had helmets. Yeah. They would have been kind of passive because nobody was expecting anything, but that's pretty common now ever since uh, the George Floyd protests. True. And it's just like, so what's the deterrent? There, there was no deterrent effect for this kid. So I'm not really entirely sure how you can deter if I don't think I don't think you can deter um, people who are going to do that. So, anyways, I'm not saying that I'm like shying away from public life. I'm just saying like I I think it's going to start to have a bit of a I I think it's going to have an impact if these things keep happening at public events, big public events. I mean, you're not wrong. Can you hear that beeping? Yeah. Is that your place or mine? <clears throat> yes, yeah, the dishwasher. Give me a second. The dishwasher beeping. Okay, sorry. I'm back, baby. Well, that's really all I had to say. I just, I, I, I want to be more comfortable uh, to delve further into my interior life. Uh, as if I'm not already <laughs> doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, and I want to, I want to embrace my creativity in a way that I feel like I've kind of put off. Yeah. I feel the same way. Um, I don't, have a huge social life so (laughs) a lot of it is me it's just you hanging out with blood all the time yeah it's just just me and this is me and blood chilling blood is your bff blood is blood is literally my best friend right now um (laughs) i mean you know it it, maybe it's time for i mean i know that you're writing a novel you finish that maybe it's time to write an album there you go well the album will probably be done before the novel but uh yeah I haven't really been working on it at all. Do you have it all framed out? Like, can you sit down and know where to start? Or do you have creative uh, choices to make? And that's one of the challenges. No, like the the thing now is like I, like I'm at a point maybe halfway or a little over halfway in my mind. And I know where the end is, but I don't know how to get there. Yeah. See, that's what scares the shit out of me. And then and why I just like. And then I, uh, I just then I just kind of put it put it off for so long, and it's like a big, yeah, it's a big thing. It's like hard to get back into the headspace of like, this is what I want it to be. I get um, it. So I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm kind of halfway starting some maybe like I'm gonna do something small that I could like f- conceivably finish and just kind of like put that to the side. Yeah, that's a and good maybe idea. getting in a getting in a more regular writing habit would help to get there. Well, yeah, and if, like I said, man, if you need prompts, I think I sent you two of my short you story did. bones, my skeletons. You did the couch couch story and the the lettuce, the lettuce story. Yeah, the lettuce story. I've got both a, of which I think basically came to me in not in not in dreams per se, but like in that sort of like liminal the, space as you're waking up, but you're not like fully. <clears throat> active brain yet the 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 hypnagogic state as it is as it is known 
Oh, is that how it is? That what it is known? That's what yeah. it's known as. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think so. I have or maybe the lettuce. The lettuce one might have just been like an outright dream. Mm. The hypnagogic is that unfair? this is this is very well, not really that big of a difference, but the hypnagogic state has uh, brought some absolutely fantastic sexual fantasies to me. Um, hmm. You know, you're like waking up in the morning, you get the piss boner, things. You're not quite fully awake. Things. That's where my brain goes a lot of the mornings. Not a lot of. Oh, them. well, a lot oh, of mornings. Yeah, yeah. I definitely get the hypnagogic direction. Yeah. Like pretty, like regularly, I would say, and and it's not just mornings, but naps as well. Naps are a little more chaotic for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> more of a moving target. More of a moving target. It's. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, uh, na- I don't. I don't have a good nap practice. Naps can be all over the place. I don't either. Um, I don't know if you've seen that. Andrea has been documenting me sleeping at times other than you know, bedtime. Night. Yeah, and it's just like God. I'm doing this a lot lately. Like I conked <laughs> out today for I think 45 minutes. I literally just like fell asleep up. I fell asleep upright, and then I just must have just like fell over. That's because I, I woke up on my side <laughs> <laughs> on the couch. Anyway, um, it's my dinner time, chef. All right. Uh, what's I for dinner? I made some rice and I marinated. Uh, I made some rice and I marinated um, some pork chops. And then we've got some vegetables that Andrea made uh, kind of roasted earlier this week. So, And I'm not sure if she did anything, added anything else to the party. But yeah, she was just going to... Um, Pan, pan saute up some pork chops and eat that with rice and veg and I'm ready. Sounds fantastic. What about I you? What's a, for dinner for you? I already ate. I did a little uh, like lemon orzo chicken spinach thing. Oh, that sounds really nice. It's pretty easy. It was good. That sounds real nice. Just, well, just a low I'm ready now. Yeah, I mean, sometimes that's what you want. I mean, that's what the rice cooker is for. Do you do orzo amen. in the rice cooker? Amen to that, brother. No, it's pasta. I don't know about that shit. There's no gluten-free orzo. Actually, I think I found one once, and I wanted to get it because I wanted to make... That's what's in, like, Italian wedding soup, right? Orzo? Yeah. Yeah, or, like, the... Orecchette is, maybe? No, or it's, like, the macaroni with, like, ridges on it. I don't know what that's called, but it's, like, that macaroni shape. Get fucked. No way. Really? I've seen both. I thought it was always orzo or maybe orzo is the traditional way or like orecatiti like Orec- whatever the orecate i've never seen that yeah, in Italian what if the, whatever the little version of orecate is they're already Orec- pretty orecatita they're already pretty small so i didn't know they made them smaller hold on i'm googling it oh we're in the browser right now chef yeah. Uh, pasta for Italian wedding soup. Oh, God, I love this soup. I haven't had it in so long. It is a classic. Oh, Ditalini? I don't know if that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> what does Ditalini look like? Spaghetti and broccoli. The fuck is that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of Ditalini. I guess Ditalini. It, doesn't really have, it doesn't really have an elbow shape to it. It's just a tube. It's a little tube, but it's uh, it's very satisfying. It does something to my dinosaur brain, my lizard brain. I mean, that's all right. Nothing says dinosaurs. Enjoy your dinner, Chef. It was Thank you, wonderf- chef. wonderful to talk to you, as always. The, uh, 
Anyway. Yeah, good talking to you, Chef. And um, I'll see you on the internet. You want me to count us out? Yeah, please. Alright. I'm ready a second. Okay, cool. One, two, three, four, five. Per me